Then along came Zask. Fumio was well aware that he was not very intelligent. He was handsome, or had been before Jorn broke his nose, and he was superbly muscular, a good hunter and a good warrior. But he had no smarts. Zask was very smart. He was one of the most intelligent and crafty devils I have ever known. Glib and articulate, a born conman, Zask could have talked his way out from between the very jaws of a hungry, saber-toothed tiger. Not being very intelligent, Fumio admired and envied those who were, and Zask certainly was. Not being very confident of himself, after the fiasco he had made of things recently, Fumio respected and envied those who were, and Zask was supremely confident. But all of that together, then remember that Fumio had looked on as Zask felled a rampaging Stegosaurus with a bolt of lightning. The Drunth, as the Cro-Magnons call the Stegosaurus, is a large and very fearsome reptile. Unlike many of its kind, it is a carnivore. Even the boldest and bravest of the warriors of Thandar will take to their heels if a drunth appears on the scene, and Zask had toppled one as easy as pie, hence Fumio's conversion to the worship of Zask. And Zask didn't at all mind being worshipped. We entered the caverns beneath the hollow mountains by two different routes, Half of our host clambered up the ladders and went down into the underground city by means of the great trapdoor atop the cliffs. The other half marched through the door in the cliff wall which we had left ajar, wedging one of the burnt-out torches between the door and the jam so as to block the mechanism. It was by this route that I and my warriors entered the caverns. Yes, when Darya hailed me as chieftain, she was only giving me my due for Tharn and Garth in conference had both decided to reward me for my services by creating me a chieftain in the temporary combined tribes. I felt quite flattered. Also, quite put upon, for a Cro-Magnon chieftain gets to pick and choose his own warriors, and just about everybody clamored to serve under me. By triggering the slave revolt and leading the successful escape out of the cavern city, I had built quite a reputation for myself. I chose, in the end, Varric of the Sotherians, Hurok of Kor, Join the Hunter, and seven other of the warriors of the combined tribes. I would have liked to have had old Komad on my combat team, but he was already a chieftain on his own. We were determined to clean out the nest of human and non-human filth that dwelt beneath the peaks of peril. The Gorpax would have to be our first concern, because they stood in our path directly. But I had vowed in my heart to eradicate the Sluogs from Xanthodon, if it took a thousand years. We were fully aware of the dangers we faced, but the Sluogs had to be destroyed. I might never leave Xanthodon and return to the upper world again, but either way, I would never be able to enjoy a night of peaceful sleep again, knowing that the horrible vampire leeches were breeding down there in the filth and slime of their black burrows. Incidentally, we were by now aware that a few of us were missing was not surprised to learn that one eye had seized the opportunity to run off, and was heartily glad to be rid of the fellow. But the men and women of Sothar were puzzled to find that Murg had vanished. Well, these were mysteries to be cleared up later, and we simply left it to that. Right now, we had more important work to do. The warriors constructed torches and set them alight with their flints, and began to file into the caverns again. Leaving the women of Sothar behind, together with such non-combatants as Darya and the Professor, the rest of us entered the caverns and got about our grisly business.
Gorpak reinforcements were gathered by this time, and soon we found the entrance into the cavern city itself blocked by a barricade. We eliminated the barrier through the simple expedient of setting it afire. When the Gorpaks fled squealing, we scattered the burning wreckage with the tips of our spears and pressed on. The Gorpaks had never been invaded before and could hardly believe that this was happening. Gorpak after Gorpak took a stand before us, shrilly ordering us to throw down our weapons and surrender in the name of the Lords. We didn't waste time talking, but put an arrow through such as these and kept on going. Whenever they tried to make a fight of it, we cut them to pieces. The pity of it was, the little creatures really didn't know how to fight, and never even had a chance. It was ugly business. But it had to be done. While the men of Thandar went about their work with grim efficiency, not really enjoying the slaughter, the warriors of Sothar were not so squeamish. Not a one of them there had not suffered at the hands of the Gorpaks, or who had been forced to stand helplessly by as Gorpaks subjected their mates and children to indignities I do not care to describe.